0: Every youngster here on the Michigan team the strength of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Welcome back to the Divine Intervention, episode two of the week. Craig Compton joining me again.
1: I'm Derek Divine. Craig, are you a fan of another night game this season? I am. I, You know, I'm, I'm old school. I've talked about that here uh, many times, but the same time the night game is a, a different feel and uh, when you're trying to win over recruits I understand that that being a competitive edge that that maybe you didn't have in the past um, and why wouldn't you you paid all the money to put the lights in fans obviously love the night games players love the night games um, yeah I'm all for it
0: I think that even though it's weird because it it was such a rarity I think the fourth game ever was the Michigan State game. In my opinion, I like it this year, maybe only because the first night game, not a fail. In terms of production and, and the entertainment value, I think it was a great day, great weather leading up to a, a great first half. Uh, obviously, frustrating play on the field, great halftime performance, the weather again good until that second half. But between how the weather ended up and, and how the result ended up, it didn't strike anyone as the obviously the first Notre Dame game was the biggest night game atmosphere and maybe the the best we'll see in some time. Uh, two against Notre Dame, still good. Penn State was pretty average. It was it was a Brady-Hulk team that wasn't very exciting at the time but they found a way to win. I like it because it's another opportunity to showcase uh, your abilities on the field and I think that Michigan is in a better place this week than they were against Uh, Michigan State at that time. Again, October weather is unpredictable. I guess it'd be November already, won't it? Mm. November weather is even more unpredictable. Today was a day where it not only rained, uh, it sleeted, it hailed. Uh, Apparently up in the north it snowed and also the sun was shining. So that's Michigan for you, those who aren't from the state. So we can't predict the weather. However, I predict a better result on the field Saturday, don't you?
1: Yeah, and I just wonder do you think before the season started they had this game penciled in as the night game um, and they left the Michigan State game open because of where Michigan was coming into the season where Michigan State was coming in. Obviously there's a possibility you know Michigan State's not going to be as bad as they were last year. If things line up and it's a big game, we'll make that one a night game too. it it seems to me like this is kind of the afterthought night game where, I think maybe this was penciled in as the night game and the Michigan State was, hey, if things line up right, we'll make that one a night game. Yeah,
0: so when they announced it, this game against Minnesota, the Michigan State game, were the two options. Uh, I don't know how the TV rights work. I know that the the new Fox deal, which I'm pretty sure this game this weekend is on Fox, or at least one of the Fox-affiliated networks. That will be up to Fox, I think, in in the Big Ten. But I will say that... Yes, I would say that Michigan, Minnesota, pretty safe night game, and then why not take advantage of the environment? However, I know that Michigan State, as a as an athletic program and as a campus, uh, I remember someone not being thrilled with the idea of the night game, saying it provided a lot of stress to school officials and, sure. and the lack of plans. But any time that TV uh, companies have a say in game times, obviously there's some last second decisions being made. Either way, again, night game opportunity, recruits will be there, recruits obviously love under the lights, they play under the lights almost every Friday night. I think that this is an opportunity for Michigan with what we think will be a Brandon Peters led offense to, to kind of regroup, uh, coming off a win against Rutgers, uh, not a surprise there. Uh, this is a game that should have been winnable all season long if you'd ask any fan, but with what we've seen at parts of the season, uh, we've worried about games like this. However, if Michigan's going to keep improving and and wants to show that, hey, we're a legitimate football team, even though we've had a couple of blunders, here's your first opportunity against a a P.J. Fleck-led team. And I love P.J. Fleck as a a football coach who's also looking to to turn some heads. So I think it's a good matchup, and, and I'm glad it's under the lights like you are.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this game. I think that Minnesota is in a lot better place than maybe they have been uh, in recent years. Obviously, they've been trending upward, and the hire of P.J. Fleck obviously propels them to the next level. Uh, I'm not sure that they're quite there yet. not saying that they can't come into the big house and, and beat this Michigan team. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth kind of game. Um I too am a fan of P.J. Fleck, Uh, I have some different views than maybe some people because I I have a a close friend that played for Western, played for P.J. Fleck, and just some different views on how everything went down there at the end, Um, but overall I I think P.J. Fleck is a great, great coach and a great person to be around these college athletes. So, Mich- uh,
0: Minnesota sorry, is 1-4 in their last five, uh, that's their conference record right now. On paper, if you don't compare the records, uh, these two teams actually look pretty similar. Um, capable running backs, like we talked about earlier this week for Michigan, uh, Minnesota has a couple of capable backs as well. Uh, questions at quarterback, which you think it's been answered for Michigan, they're trying to answer it uh, at Minnesota with the sophomore quarterback Demry Croft and then poor offensive outings, and then not uh, good performances on defense. Not always great for Minnesota, but, but good enough to at least turn some heads. So definitely trending upwards. And I think it, we need to be reminded that, especially some fans, as, as we talked about in the last show, this is still not a national championship caliber team, this Michigan team, uh, even though it seems like Brandon Peters has been the obvious answer. Uh, growing pains will happen. He will have some adjustments to make. He's going to have to prove he can make some big plays. So it's not like uh, we should get ahead of ourselves and pretend that all of the offensive problems will automatically disappear. However, I do think um, this Michigan team is in a better spot uh, than they have been in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that they are uh, definitely still some question marks that I don't know that they were answered necessarily against Rutgers because I, I, that's a tough game to judge things on. Um obviously play calling was a huge question mark so far this year for the offense and we'll see if that that trend changes Uh, maybe the the playbook like you said uh, in another podcast maybe that playbook will open up now that there's a different quarterback in there maybe he brings some different things that John O'Corn didn't Um, and who knows I we haven't even heard a starter yet so John O'Corn could be getting all the snaps I don't know Uh, we'll find that out Saturday Well, if it's Brandon Peters, he threw to a bunch of different guys in in
0: his first opportunity. I think he'll continue to do the same. Uh, He seems to be able to go through his reads and and find the right target rather than picking a target, kind of predetermining a target and throwing to a spot. He did seem to rely on tight ends, uh, and that's nothing new in this offense. I think Jake Rudock did the same in 2015, the 2016 version of Wilton Spate obviously love tight ends and now you had Jake Butt and there's still no Jake Butt in this team but Tyron Wheatley's had some catches as of late. I think that that's a guy that everybody continues to look at just because of his name but there's other capable guys and I think that one of the easiest things to do in a Michigan offense is in the tight end sets is find those tight ends and I think that Brandon Peters has proven already in just a small sample size that he has the ability to do so.
1: Yeah, and any time you have a a quarterback in there for the first time, his safety valve is those tight ends and those running backs. And so that sets up perfectly for Michigan because they have multiple capable tight ends that get them the ball and and kinda get out of the way. And same with their backfield. Um, we've talked about Chris Evans coming out of the backfield for passes. I think that sets up beautifully for Brandon Peters and We'll see We'll see if he leans on that or if he takes some shots downfield because Michigan does have those weapons that can stretch defense vertically.
0: So speaking of Chris Evans, we'll talk about the run game now. Obviously, we don't know who will see the the majority of the carries for sure. You'd have to assume it would be Karan Higdon after what he's shown to out of the last three weeks. Um, other guys, obviously, have shown to be capable. However, I think that dominating the run game will help Peters significantly as it did against Rutgers. Do you think that Michigan will continue to compete at the level they have been, at least two out of the last three games? Now, 334 was the most rushing yards they've had uh, against Rutgers this year, most they've had since Rutgers last year. So you might not see those numbers, but 200, 300 yards
1: the team, you think that's possible against Minnesota? I do. Like I said, I think this game is going to be kind of a back and forth, and so I think they're going to be forced to do that. Uh, I don't see them opening the playbook entirely, and Brandon Peters throwing it 30 times in this game. So I do think that they're going to lean heavily on the run, which has been their strong point, so why not do it? Uh, So, yeah, I think as long as Ty Isaac and even Kareem Walker are healthy, um, are playing in this game, I think there's no problem that Michigan goes over, I don't know, 250 maybe?
0: I think that obviously helps, and then if Brandon Peters uh, can make, make some big throws, I do think that that opens up the running game to even accomplish more. Now, you don't need as many yards if if a guy's thrown around, uh, but it does open up and keeps the defense honest. They have to start worrying about the pass, something that uh, Michigan's opponents haven't really had to worry about much this entire season. So again, nothing is set in stone for a starting quarterback. We don't know whoever the quarterback is and how they'll play. But if a quarterback can start to figure it out like Wilton Spate did last year and Jake Rudock did in 2015, that will obviously relieve some pressure and it will allow the run game to do even more dominant things. So let's end talking about the defense. A guy that I look at is Aubrey Solomon. He got his first start. There's a bunch of other young guys kind of getting in the mix. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has done that since he's been at Michigan. Young guys kind of see the field uh, later on in the season. Uh, Rashawn gary didn't even get a ton of snaps last season but obviously got more as the season pushed on he's a star now as long as some others but young guys are in the mix and i i expect even though the defense has made some some mistakes and gave up a ton of points against penn state i do expect the defense to keep playing at a dominant level
1: yeah in last week against rutgers they had a few just brain fart moments where they gave up stupid plays um Overall though they have been a a pretty good unit and I think a lot of that comes down to a lot of the struggles I think come down to just what you said and mixing in those new guys so I wouldn't be surprised if this is another game where they don't get walked over but um, they do have their struggles I think this weekend where they give up a big play here a big play there or they give up a long drive just because there's so many guys that are rotating in that maybe haven't gotten the snaps in their career, or they're just young and they're inexperienced. But I think that that only helps them going forward. Um, Because if you get burnt for a 90-yard touchdown, you're probably not gonna get burnt again on the same play or um, the same look from an offense. So everything, they're learning from everything, and the fact that they're as good as they have been this year is quite surprising, I know the beginning of the year, everybody wrote them off as the greatest defense to ever play college football. Um, Now we see that they haven't maybe played the toughest competition, but overall, good defense, good athletic players, and I think overall this weekend, I think they're going to have a good day.
0: Yeah, and I think giving up plays, obviously you want to avoid that, but Uh, This is a game where Michigan should win and can afford to give up some plays as long as the defense keeps giving the offense a chance to win and if the offense continues to perform just a little bit better than the week before by the time you get to the end of the season, hopefully uh, you see an offense that's clicking at least better than they had been at any point this season. But, yeah, young guys, uh, guys that are still getting some of their first experience, I think that this defense is kind of more... Uh, at a level of where you kind of expected them to play looking back if you predicted the year. Uh, again, the opponents always, you always see who was good actually and who hasn't been. Uh, Florida in particular, who just lost a head coach, not the team that maybe we thought they were at the beginning of the year. Still, that's a win, even if it doesn't mean as much to the program. And I think that this defense is still playing really well. Uh, again, look beyond that Penn State game, and they've put up really impressive numbers, and I think they'll continue to do so. And obviously, if the offense continues to get good, uh, Michigan can beat Minnesota. I think Michigan can get, can beat Maryland. And then, Craig, I'm excited to talk about after those two games, hopefully talking to wins and see what they can do against teams like Wisconsin and Ohio State. So hopefully we'll be back next week talking about uh, a recap of Michigan's win against Minnesota. Uh, until that time, Go Blue!